The 4 O'Clock Football Frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. We continue our Cofield and Company uh, countdown from 32 to 1. We have the Lions today. A little lower, a little lower on the list. Uh, Dave Barquette's been covering the Lions for a while for the uh, free press and Dave, I'll come out of the gates. I am uh, fascinated by the personality of one Dan Campbell. Tell us what he's like as a head coach. Most everyone is. Anyone that's heard his his press <laughs> conferences dating back to when he took over. Um, look, you know he's been a, he's been a treat to cover so far. I mean, no games, right? So no losses. We'll see how that changes. But I think the the thing that forget about us that the thing that players and people in the organization like is the genuineness, right? The you know he's up front with players tells it like it is um doesn't take it easy on him i mean you know he's a he's a bill parcells disciple here so it's i don't know that you quite call him a player's coach but i think the way that he uh empowers them uh and and trusts them i think that's what players uh like especially coming off the the regime that they just had here yeah one of the conversations we've had about coaching hires around the national football league is the different styles and uh maybe this is unfair to Dan Campbell, what I kind of call it the big galoot versus the cerebral guy, kind of the nerds, you know, the Chargers and the Falcons, maybe going with the nerds. Is that unfair to call Campbell just, you know, a big galoot, a rah-rah guy? Well, I think maybe on the surface, but, you know, you talk to people that know Dan that have been around him, I think they all they all think he's a pretty intelligent dude, too, uh, just in terms of, you know, uh, not just his, his football acumen, but, uh, you know, again, I, th- I think it takes a smart person to treat people the right way and understand that, you know, not everyone uh, has to be treated the same, but if you're up front with them and, and honest with them, that, that that can pay a lot of dividends. And, and so, you know, I think, yes, Dan's, uh, you know, he's a football guy first and, and you know, a, a big personality second. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what, what shakes out on the field this year and how some of that comes into play, the X's and O's and scheming and game management stuff that maybe, you know, maybe Dan's not quite as well known for you mentioned the old regime how much different is he than matt patricia what was patricia's style yeah i mean look uh you know it's no secret that you know from the minute that patricia came to detroit you know there there just wasn't a whole lot of buy-in in the locker room you know players <laughs> you know they they didn't like the way that they were treated they you know they were or a lot of them were jim caldwell guys right and and they they thought matt came in and was just trying to to flex and and you know put people in his place and uh, get respect that that he hadn't quite earned with them yet and so i think that's where the biggest difference was right they um you know somebody comes in demanding respect versus doing what it takes to command that respect from others and, and so i think that would be the biggest difference uh, at least so far you know what uh what p- players and people that have been around him seem to say yeah i thought one of the funniest moments and i have no idea if it was really telling but uh patricia dealing with the media and i hope it wasn't you but uh, Matt Patricia walking into a media session and looking all slovenly and getting on someone for slouching. And I'm like, bro, I don't know if you should be, uh, you know, dictating how people look and uh, and behave. So uh, kind of a weird guy, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, we're previewing the Lions with uh, Dave Barquette from the Free Press. Uh, one other question about – I actually have multiple questions about the staff, but first on the offensive side, yeah. why do you think Anthony Lynn signed on? Well, they have a relationship uh, that's uh, probably rooted in Parcells, too, you know, that that dates back years. And, you know, Anthony has said that, you know, working for Dan was something I think he had a few different options was something that was really uh, attractive to him. So, um, you know, I I think that goes for a lot of the members on on Dan's staff that, you know, there was some sort of prior relationship with them, either from coaching or playing or playing against them, uh, that that was part of the allure. And so, 
Um, you know, uh, Anthony Lynn's going to be an interesting one too, because obviously, you know, he's, he's been a coordinator for all of 15 games in Buffalo and they led the league in running. And so everyone sort of assigns that to him, right. That the Lions are going to be this run first team and maybe because of who Dan Campbell is too. Uh, and yet, you know, coordinators are a reflection of their head coaches and and they threw the ball quite a bit with Justin Herbert last year in in LA. So it's going to be interesting to see how this offense ends up shaking out. I'll say we've seen a lot of checkdowns in camp so far, so we've got a lot of people scratching our heads uh, on how, how, how deep that passing game is going to go. But uh, that's one thing that we, we need to see here as the, the preseason wears on. Oh, wow. Good nugget there. All right, can these guys take Jared Goff to that next level? You know, I have my doubts, if we're being honest. I mean, look, you know, Goff is 26, and he played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so you don't want to – don't want to give up on him and I understand why the Lions you know they're going to use this as an evaluation year to see what they have there but you know you look at the roster and you look at some of the talent around Jared Goff and he doesn't have a whole lot to throw to either so you know if you're hoping for a rehab project uh, I just don't I don't see a lot of teams going you know six and eleven or whatever you know the Lions might finish this year and and not putting up huge numbers because of some of the the talent they have on offense and you coming away from that season and being like yeah that's my quarterback so I think, you know, Jared Goff is, look, he's probably been slandered a little too much, right? He, he's better than, you know, a bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL, but I don't know that he is, he's definitely not in that top tier. And I don't know that at the end of the, the day, the Lions or Lions fans will come away from this saying, yes, that guy, you know, has the, the capability to lead us to a Super Bowl. Your opinion, did they blow it letting both Galladay and uh, Jones walk? No, I don't think so. I mean, I... Um, where this team is at, you know, they, they needed a full reset. I would have tagged Galladay. I'm on record as, as, as having said that, you know, ultimately with the intentions of trading him, I don't think he really wanted to be in Detroit, but you know, the, the price the giants paid was, you know, a million and a half, $2 million more than the, uh, the franchise tag. So I thought there was some value there in a trade, but, um, just letting those two guys go, I, I don't see that as a big deal for the lions, well, even what? though they, they do lack at the receiver core. Uh, Dave Burkett covers the Lions. We're doing the Lions preview. Lions uh, number 29 in our power rankings. Uh, one of the great things, I think, in terms of building blocks, I love the potential of this offensive line. And, you know, if you're going to give Goff a chance and the run game a chance, th- this is the line to do it. No, you're right about that. And, and you know, as, as much as I, you know, we talked about the receiving core and sort of where that, you know, leaves Goff in a little bit of a bind, you know, the, the offensive line should help him. And, and with any quarterback, you know, you protect them and, and maybe – Maybe they do play well. Um, look, uh, the, you know, Panay Sewell at right tackle, he's still going to have some growing pains as great a prospect as he is. So we all here in Detroit think this line is going to be really good before long. Um, I think most people do, but there could be some growing pains along the way. Uh, defensive side, I mean, last year was unbelievable. 519 points allowed, almost 7,000 yards. <laughs> what do they change? How do they get better? Well, they've changed a lot. I mean, you know, schematically, they're going to be a, a base 3-4 this year. Um, you know, they've, they've moved Romeo Aquara, Trey Flowers, to outside linebacker from defensive end. Um, you know, you will see them used a little more. It's going to look a little more like that Rams defense, you know, that split safety look. And um, I think they'll, they'll probably bring a little more pressure than they have the last couple of years under Patricia. Um you know, they still lack playmakers on that side of the ball, and ultimately that's what wins for you in the NFL. So, um, you know, I don't know that they're going to be record-setting bad again, but uh, I still expect them to be bottom half of the NFL. Do we chalk up uh, Jeff Okuda's struggles to the uh, lack of a preseason, COVID restrictions, all that, or is there some real worries about the number three pick in the draft? 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a little bit of an explanation. I mean, look, he was, he was, you know, he'd be the first to say that he had a disappointing year. You know, he wasn't very good most of the year, um, but he was number three pick for a reason. And there were a lot of things going on last year. No camp, you mentioned, you know, the, the COVID stuff, you know, coaching staff that, you know, again, I, I think he was probably one that maybe didn't completely buy into that right off the bat or, or they didn't quite click right off the bat. Um, you know, he was hurt. So, uh, yeah, this will be the prove it year for him, and uh, you know he's got a lot of work to do to uh, to get to to where he can be a, a reliable, you know, even number two cornerback. He's going to be the number one for this team. Dave Burkett's with us. We're previewing the Lions here on Cofield and Company, number twenty nine in our power rankings. Before we get you out of here, I got to get your take on the division. You confident that Aaron Rodgers back? This is all going to go swimmingly. Yeah, I you know, look, the Packers are the favorites in the NFC North, uh, clearly, in my eyes. I just think with Aaron Rodgers, the way he played last year, with, with some of the other talent they have on the team, they are the team to beat. But, I mean, you can't come away from that press conference and, and not understand that, you know, he is disgruntled and, and he doesn't trust management. And, and um, I don't want to say that he doesn't want to be in Green Bay, but he, he's there, you know, only for his, his guys. And, and so, you know, maybe you can do that. It, it doesn't sound like there's any issues with the coaching staff. It sounds like it's more with the front office. And, and so, you know, I, I still do expect Green Bay to have a strong year. But look, if, if things start slipping with the Packers early, you know, that's one that I, I wouldn't touch that I'd run away from because yep. there's no telling how that may unfold. Are the Vikings closer to the Packers or closer to the Bears? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, that's a pretty good separation, I think, on, on both sides. I mean, you know, they're, they're the clear number two to me. I don't know that they're going to challenge, uh, you know, Green Bay for the division. But, you know, that defense, look, if Daniil Hunter is back and playing like he did a couple years ago, that defense has the potential to, to do some damage. So I'm not uh, – I don't trust Kirk Cousins a whole lot. Uh, so I certainly uh, – you know, I, I think they're a wild card at best right now. But, uh, I, you know, I'm not a big believer in the Bears and where they're at either. we got to hit the Vegas angle to close things out. So uh, Lions yep. may not be good, but we can bet on them. Over under, four and a half, over under four and a half wins, and there's actually a plus. It's four and a half wins. You can go under plus 120. There's a little bigger price on the over. So they're going to win more than – they're going to win five games, right? I'm going over because, look, I, I don't think the Lions are very, very good. But, again, I think they're a five, six-win type team. I mean, they're not as bad as the Houston Texans or the Jets or the Jaguars in my eyes. I think we talked about it earlier, right? Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. He's a he's an established quarterback. He's, he's not going to lose you a lot of games. He's probably not going to win you a lot. But you have an offensive line that's going to keep the game close. Uh, you know, a lot of times new coaches, new teams with new coaches get a little bounce. So I think the Lions can – can surprise a little bit to the upside there, but I don't expect them to to win too many games above that number. If you love the Lions around Las Vegas, this is the guy to follow. Follow him on Twitter at Dave Burkett. Read his stuff uh, with the Detroit Free Press. Thank you so much. Great preview. Thank you. Hey, you got it. We'll do it again. There he is, Dave Burkett. Detroit Free Press covers the Lions. He's done so for a decade plus, and he's sort of bullish. You know, not predicting going to win. 10 games, but that they can be uh, somewhat representative, get in that, you know, five, six, seven win range. Coming up next, we get to the uh, football frenzy headlines. And hey, there's a big soccer match this weekend at the Al. Another test run for the parking setup around the stadium. We'll get into some of the details. Will they get it right this time? Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. Now, back to... 
to Cofield and Company. You see on the maps behind me the parking fees. They range from $40 to $100 in the Raider controlled lots and the Allegiant Stadium controlled lots. They average about $75. That's comparable with NFL stadiums around the league. We did survey our fans. I think they're going to be surprised at how affordable the parking is. They were willing to pay substantially more, certainly to park closer and adjacent to the stadium. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, let's go, let's go. Raider Nation, are you ready for some football? Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting comment from uh, Mark Bedane, who we didn't know, uh, you know, just a few weeks later uh, would be out of the president's gig as he has moved on from the Raiders. But uh, Mark Bedane was talking about the parking situation a few months back at the Al around uh, Las Vegas Stadium. And I, I did love the line there. You know, when we, when we talked to the, uh, you know, our customers, they were, they were willing to pay even more. Like, mm, know, that seems to be uh, an odd delivery of the feedback you got. Maybe they weren't outraged. But here's the thing. We and we're we're going to get to this inside of five minutes. Uh, there's a gigantic event, a gigantic sporting event this weekend. We know Garth did not go well. We got the Gold Cup. So massive soccer crowd. It's going to be big. We'll get that in a few minutes because there's some updates on some things that are, they may have changed. Uh, and I think on Sunday, I haven't checked the, the weather update. I'm looking around like it's going to be somewhere. Um, I think it's right around like 98, you know, 100, a little cooler. 117 for Garth. So that's coming up. That's coming up. Uh, football frenzy headlines. Let's get into them. Not really much of an update on Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, but he did test positive, so he is going to be down for a while. And for Raiders fans, that's the first game. Now, I'm not saying this is going to throw off all of Lamar Jackson's preseason, but it's not a good start. And keep in mind, I think everyone assumes, oh, the Ravens, you know, same team every year, man. They're a model of consistency. They have a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. They, they loaded up at receiver. So he gets less time to work out with these guys. Offensive lines in flux. Are you thinking early in the season, fade the Ravens in those first couple of games? The Raiders' number against the Ravens, Ravens here, uh, at one point was upwards of five and a half, six. It's now four. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Ravens? Are you worried about Lamar Jackson not being as sharp as he should be for week one? I mean, I think to a certain extent, right? It's not even just, and this was before the COVID issues. And remember, too, uh, prominent backup running back Gus Edwards, also among the COVID absences. Gus Bus, come on, yep. Gus. Um, Rutgers guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Miami guy, too. Um, but I think that is, like, look, and this is, this is a – a barometer which is very good but his pff grade has declined each of the last two years right he was a, he was a brilliant 91.1 in 2019 81.5 last year we've seen his passing grade uh, decline a little bit as well in that regard and so you wonder if this is the start of something or if it is just a lull uh, in a really good career up to this point although it's a short sample size but i think the problem is when you talk again this is always so boring i always give the same answer on this when you talk about fading teams okay for example, on this one, you go ahead and you you take four with the Raiders. It's a bad number now. Who opened up as a six point underdog right. against them, right? Like that's that's always the problem when it's when you talk about fading teams. And again, but can the four still be a good number, even though you could have gotten six? I I tend to. Like, can things change that drastically? I mean, if he's not going to play, yeah. If he's not going to play, then yes. I mean, we're talking about so Edwards in the mix is now going to miss time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to mix in new receivers, Sammy Watkins. They drafted two guys, you know, pretty high first and fourth round. Rashad Bateman, a lot expected of him. L. Jax doesn't get to work with him. All right, we'll lean on the run game. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you got a new right tackle mm-hmm. and your left tackle, our own Ronnie Stanley, 
they're hoping he's back, but that was a pretty severe injury with the Achilles. And right now, Sammy Watkins and the other receivers will get to work with a combination of Trace McSorley and something called Tyler Huntley. I mean, I, I my argument would be if if I am playing the side of the Ravens, for lack of a better term, should be fine, um, would be that Mark Andrews is the main target. Mark Andrews is the number one guy. And so even if Lamar Jackson is going to miss some time in terms of getting ready for this season and coming back, the repertoire with the guy who's been there each of the last two seasons is much more important than what you're looking at. But you're right. Like, you don't love the quarterback depth chart. And that's why if, you do, if you're not going to have him on the football on the field, that's the play of taking four. We just don't know that at this point. But Trace McSorley, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. And Tyler Huntley will remember uh, played at Utah. Yeah. Right. So I was joking about that because well, I, I was just, I was just thinking, I'm like, uh, right. That's right. I did watch Tyler Huntley in a Salt Lake bar. I think that was the game uh, as Utah was getting destroyed in their bowl game. That's right. <laughs> so, but I, the point like, is, those are very inexperienced guys. And McSorley, I'm not even sure, is really a quarterback. He's a, you know, a poor man's uh, what's his face there. And now I'm blanking on names all over the place in uh, Saints land. So, Taysom Hill? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then my final point would be this, though, to you, like, I guess to put a bow on it. I had my concerns about Baltimore coming into this year regardless. Mm. And concerns in that I think the, the Browns are going to win that division and they'll be like a nine-win team. But I, I think that this year the AFC North is Cleveland. Not going to go crazy over this, but I thought these were interesting comments. Actually, Ari did a good job of finding this. Uh, Leroy Butler was doing an interview on TMZ and was talking about the future of Rodgers, if it really is going to be just this year. And then he moves on. Here's the TMZ host leading into uh, Butler saying, you know what? Maybe Rodgers will be around a little longer than you think. Week one next year is Aaron, the Packers quarterback. I'm going to say yes because of the success. And I don't know if Jordan Love will be ready or not because he'll just have preseason and he won't play in any games. I think they'll go through this same thing again. It'll be just as toxic. But at the end of the day, I think Aaron will be the quarterback for 21 and 22. After 22, I think he'll be gone to wherever he wants to go, and they'll be glad to get rid of him at that point. Could either have won a Super Bowl or got close to it, and they would have got frustrated. Educated guess, maybe. If you were to set odds, 2022, week one, Aaron Rodgers, yes, no, Packers. No is minus what? Like $2. Minus 195. Really? So you think there's a chance? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, look, the, the whole reason why this happened is because he potentially wants to go somewhere. But there's always the chance that they make it to the Super Bowl and lose on a ridiculous pass interference call or something along that line. And you want to run it back one more time. I, Based on what I heard, what was it, on Tuesday, where he laid everything out, yeah. I don't think he's turning back. Right now, sure. No, but the thing is... But it's hey hey Ari, see if you can find it. And this is always a difficult process here on Cofield and Company. Do we have Rogers one from the other day? No. He, John, the receipts that that guy has kept, of course, over the years. Not denying it. You think you think? I mean, if they if they fall short, they're damn close. They win the freaking thing. I just I think he is he is done. Here's Rogers the other day just talking about his issues with the Packers. Also, uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated um, and just the fact that we didn't retain that I felt like we're core players to our foundation, our locker room, high character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, John Kuhn, Brett Good, 
DJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were, you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. It's 12 guys. You screwed over. I didn't forget. So and me first and foremost, by the way, the other line in there that was unbelievable yeah. was Green Bay is not exactly a vacation destination and players come to play with me. Well, I mean, that's not, that's not inaccurate. No, it's not. But you, I mean, come on. What a kick in the teeth of Packers fans who already think this, you know, some I of them think it. this guy's got a bloated ego. And now he's like, they're coming to play with me. They're taking shots. He's right. He's right. Now, I, I, now we're, we're opening up a can of worms that we kind of, you know, we talked about early in the week. Um, you, you can't have your star player being the GM, but you can bounce stuff off him. Right. And so here, so I'll paint this. And, and all of that for me means that what Leroy Butler said, Rodgers ain't getting past this even with a winning season. He's made the decision. It's done. Right. And well, so first off. So minus 400 on the no. So I made it 200 on the no. But here's the thing. So again, let's paint this picture. They get to the end of the season. They get to the Super Bowl. They lose by a field goal, whatever it is, right? They lose in the Super Bowl. They have meetings afterwards, and they go, Aaron, we're going to lock up Devontae Adams. Chris Godwin's going to be a free agent. Two weeks ago, there was a report that the Bucs and him aren't going to reach a long-term deal. TJ Watt's probably going to get franchised. Um, let's see. We'll even go further down the list. We can take a look at any one of these top free agents that are going to be out there, right? You know, uh, Marcus Williams, for example, if we need a safety. We will go and get these guys for you. We just lost him in the Super Bowl. We are dedicated to it. What do you think? There's, it's, I don't think he sees that and says no. I think he says no. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's I think he 100%. tells him, he's like, it's too late on Devontae. We're already going somewhere together. Or, sorry, but you guys opened the door for Devontae to go play with Carr. Right. What I'm saying, though, is like, like names change. Minds change. I, I understand. You know? And I, I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's back in Green Bay next year. It week. is impossible. Okay, I got you. And I also, we're arguing that I may, I actually agreed, just to a lesser <laughs> extent, made the yes. You know, or it made the no you minus two hundred. You yeah. still did make it a minus number. Yeah. Another big assignment this weekend for the Owl, our football stadium, our multi-purpose stadium, Gold Cup, massive soccer game, fifty thousand plus fans. What do you think? Will they get it right? I'll tell you this before you can answer. For the Raiders games, I think they've added something really cool. And I've used this service. I don't know if you would as a fan, but I'll give this a big thumbs up. Uh, RTC and the Raiders are going to work on a game day express. I've used the game day express for VGK games. I mean, a totally different scenario too. obviously getting into uh, the fortress can be a little bit difficult, but it's not, right. it's not a crazy crunch. They actually have parking there, right? Right. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, I, I've taken it probably four times from Red Rock. You, you go down there, you can go to the game, you know, drink what you want. You know, you're, you're driven back. At that point, if you got to go ride share, you do it. But it's fast. It's great. The drop-off is awesome. So they're going to have a $2 each way, a game day express. That's it, huh? Yeah. From different spots. I mean, think of you can't Uber, I mean, Uber and Lyft are going to be really hard to get. Right. You're like, oh, I'll save money. You're not going to save money. I mean, and I'm then parking anywhere near the stadium is minimum 50 bucks and really closer to 75 bucks. But yeah, they're going to have uh, pickup areas at Red Rock, Green Valley Ranch, Santa Fe, uh, mm-hmm. Boulder Station, and M Resort. So, I think you're going to have to pay for – I would assume you'd pay for a spot there. No. No? No, I think they're all 
That's all free parking, as far as I know. All those. Properties. Well, I know it's all it's all free parking now. I, I mean, if for game day, is there going to be an area in which you park and you have to pay? I wonder. At the casinos? Yeah, I doubt it. So, I mean, if that's the case, yeah. four dollars. You, you didn't have to. You don't have to at Red Rock now, and you don't. You did. Right. I, I can't. Unless I can't there's imagine like a this. cordoned off area. You know what I no, mean? No, there's yeah. so much parking. At, is there? I don't know. Is there one of those casinos that doesn't have a lot of parking? I think they're all pretty good. No, they're all pretty good. I'm just like, so I'm thinking if I'm one of the casino owners, and these all, by the way, most of them seem to be station casinos. Yeah, I think um, it's. A, I think it's a co- you know cooperative effort where they're right. not going to bust your chops for parking at their property. Plus, I would. Don't you? Th- no, but I'd be like, this is well, your parking lot. Well, let's think. But old it's Ve- ten bucks to get in. Let's think like old Vegas casino people if they park here they may actually come in and have dinner they may throw some money in the machines maybe or they'll just use we, had, we had we had a I we had pregame dinner there a couple times at red rock before we went down to vgk games i wouldn't do it so i think that's a big improvement um but only four bucks if that's the case in yeah. four bucks right two ways it's gonna one you you, know, two dollars there two dollars back that's really good and john you know this first year parking down there oh it's gonna be nightmare. it's gonna be crazy because the lots are all over the place i mean i think if you really know the area you might have a chance but um clark county commissioner michael naff this is all on your buddy not really, but uh, he talked about big improvements for this weekend's game at the Gold Cup. Uh, one, talking about uh, a lot of the issues emanated from the heat that day. Then said, you know, of course, it's hot, you know, lots of times during the year. All right, that was one of the problems. Um, there was also an issue with signage. No one had any of that. Uh, many people had no idea where to go because it can be confusing down there. And the lots are, some of them are very, very hidden. And a lot of people aren't accustomed to driving in that, you know, Valley View uh, Procyon, Polaris area said there's gonna be much better signage. Um, there were a lot of ADA complaints, right? People who couldn't get across the uh, Hacienda Bridge if they wanted to walk. So there's gonna be a lot more golf carts apparently to drive people around. I know. I think there weren't there some of the petty bikes too. Mike, so. and but I don't know if they're connected to the effort. But anyway, um, Rick and, and here's the other question. It's uh, and this is a big one. It's ninety. You know, it's gonna be ninety-eight degrees, hundred degrees. On Sunday, with you know, 55, 60, 65,000 people, is the place going to be chilled enough? Because mm-hmm. that was uh, most people I talked to who went to Garth were like, Ooh, a little steamy. So, this is a big assignment, yeah. And then, and I know, like, we keep saying, and they they say, like, Well, you know, it's gonna be a learning process, like, people are gonna deal with that for about two events, and they're gonna be like, All right, come on, $75 to park, $100 to park, $90 to park. I mean, Seven hundred fifty million dollars going into the stadium from the public. That's my Come argument. Come on, let's smooth it out here. Uh, my argument is seven hundred fifty million dollars of public funds. Uh, day one, let's get this going. That was never going to happen, and especially with this situation where they d- they just don't own enough property to have the you know the kind of parking garage that the you know that many stadiums have. There are, there's still a lot of NFL stadiums where people are walking from. I'm surprised they didn't build a parking garage on the property. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, a lot of the room is obviously taken by the uh, the field trays. Yeah. There's, there's only room for 3,000 spots. Wow. So, more is coming. Can I also say there's two things really quickly. One, yeah. uh, in terms of parking, uh, the two greatest experiences I've ever had parking at a sporting event were VGK. Uh, it, the people who direct traffic in that parking garage, it, are they're brilliant. They're brilliant at what they do. In and out. Uh, it's never been more than, I think, two minutes in getting out of yeah. a massive pack game. Uh, also, Angel Stadium. Because, I don't know for anybody who hasn't been there, but like they have like these six lanes. And when you go in, it's all one way. And then when you leave, it is all one way. So there is no waiting or anything like that. It is just go, 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 go. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. We don't mess around when it comes to food. It's the Fat Pack. 
Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And there's wine already for tasting. And there's Cadillacs all shiny and new. I like wine and Cadillacs. I like beer, too. Backpack on a Friday. Uh, speaking of beer, it's not the first thing you think of. Uh, maybe you think of uh, drilling people into the boards and cracking skulls. Being an enforcer, also threatening all of us to uh, not overwater. Sounds like how Diego came into this world. Wait, I, I lost you there. <laughs> what did I say? I said so many different things. Slamming into the boards, cracking oh. skulls, oh, okay. overwatering, yeah. like all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reeves, uh, for the longest time, told us uh, don't overwater. All right, Otherwise, you're in big trouble. Reality check! He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with his uh, his beer in terms of distribution. If this is actually a, a great move for him. Well, I'm he's sure. going to be in the, uh, the, as they call it, the tri-state area. Well, I'm sure the Vegas Golden Knights probably bottled the beer and threw it out in the garbage because they have no respect for their former players, Steve. This one's different, though, isn't it, in terms of the fan reaction? It's been really emotional this week with Marc-Andre Fleury. I felt like part of the VGK fan base sort of bailed on Reeves. You think? Yeah. Do you think it was even 50-50? Uh, no. I, I think there was a lot of – like, I have some friends who are pretty hardcore VGK fans and – Nary a word. What do you think they were most angry about? Because I think it was a combination of things. Um, when it comes to the flurry situation? No. Ryan Reeves. Oh. Saying Ryan Reeves fan support 50-50, you said you think it's worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say he wasn't the best contributor offensively, right? I think that would be number one. I know you don't really ask that much of that position, uh, but kind of just seemed to be going out there in his – well, we know his role. It was just enforcer. Sometimes ill-timed penalties, yeah. things like that. Not really what you want. He posted on IG today because he's now uh, going to the Rangers. He's going to be reunited with Gerard Gallant. He said, uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, you guys took me in and embraced me. I had uh, some good times. I met a lot of great people. Had a great time here. You were great to me and my family, and I will always appreciate that. Sometimes the business side is tough to handle. I built a house here because I plan to retire here. I don't plan on changing that. All right, so he'll be back so he can, he can still do the, the water campaign stuff and also nice. continue to sell his beers here right yep. uh this is a great city with great people you bet your ass you are right ryan reeves i plan on coming back when i retire for sure medical staff front office management everybody coaching staff bill uh you guys are great to me you rejuvenated my career you brought me to one of the best cities in the world i'm grateful for my time here and always uh, will be i will say i mean look if you're a vgk fan i mean shouldn't you kind of be happy you got a third Oh, that you got something for him? Uh, yeah, and like a, like a solid pick for a guy that, you know, we know his role and what it's going to be. But this is going to be a really interesting season coming up because we got the bad news today for the Knights that Alex Tuck got shoulder surgery and he could be down for six months. And that is a big weapon. That's tough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other part of this, Reeves on the ice – and uh, Adam Hill's going to come up with us a little later on, so maybe we'll get a couple hockey comments uh, after we talk Raiders. Adam was out at Raiders camp today. Uh, but Adam swears by what Reeves brings in terms of a threat and respect on the ice, that other clubs are fearless in effing with the Knights and playing super physical when they know Reeves isn't going to be there. Um, and I also think, uh, who said it? Oh, Dave Shane said it the other day. Uh, he was talking about Flurry in particular. Yeah. And saying that, you know, there were guys on this team the last couple of years, like they have a lot of competitive guys now, like hardcore dudes. Mm -hmm. 
but there are also guys who kept the team loose. Like, who's going to do that now? So, these are these are major changes. When you uh, when you swap out, you know that many guys, it's the the mix. Especially if things aren't going well, mm-hmm. and maybe things don't go as well because it's been kick ass, especially at home most of the time. Uh, when things aren't going well, what is it like? What's it like in that locker room? I mean, I think there are questions. Uh, I mean, I kind of put those in the same uh, the same frame as. Remember when the Knights offensively weren't playing very well, and it was like, hey, maybe their offense is off because they don't like to play in front of Robin Leonard. Like, I think these are all professionals, and I get maybe they're probably going to be some bad days, but I think for the most part, I don't know if I buy into the locker room falling apart because there's not guys cracking. I didn't say it was going to fall apart. No, I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying, like, if I don't just, I don't know. I personally don't buy into that for the most part. I think these guys are professionals. I think there's probably maybe some days in which, you know, if a kerfuffle breaks out, a Mark Andre Fleury type breaks it up a little bit sooner rather than later, or calms it down, whatever it is. But I don't think they would be devolving to the point where it's an issue. A loaded National Food Day yesterday. Uh, today is just National Cheesecake Day. Are you in? Get a piece of cheesecake. I don't hate wanna, cheesecake. Want to break some bread? Break some cheesecake right after the show. We we'll get some cheesecake together. I don't hate cheesecake. Maybe but, tomorrow night we're we're supposed to go to a yeah. birthday party. Well, maybe I, I bet you they have some cheesecake. Should we just buy? For the uh, for the birthday boy, should we just bring our own cheesecake? Is it a plain one? That's the question. Uh, I I like I like some fancier cheesecakes. So I'm not like like I've never gone out and been like I want cheesecake today. Me either. Like every time I've eaten cheesecake, it's been the only option. But I enjoy it. It's not like I dislike it. I'm a fan of a solid strawberry cheesecake. I like cheese danishes. That kind of counts. It's in the same vein, though. No? I don't feel like it is cheese danish. It's a sweet cream cheese filling, just with a croissant base. I would go for a cookies and cream cheesecake. I like fruity cheesecakes. All right, we might not be able to come to an accord here well, for the birthday boy. There's a certain place in which cheesecakes are made, like the factory? factory sort of the setting. Fa- the factory, the factory <laughs> sort of setting. Factory uh, that's got a dynamite like chocolate peanut butter cheesecake. Pretty good. Wait, what is a now I'm looking up cheesecakes. What is a Samoa cheesecake? It says inspired by everyone's favorite Girl Scout cookie. Oh, so it's like what, like chocolate and coconut and caramel, I think? Looks like caramel delights. Yeah. Peanut butter patties. Oh, my God. All right. Thin mint. I might be going hardcore cheesecake tomorrow night. Cheesecake sounds good. Let's bring it down oh. there. Make sure I get my slice and then leave it for the rest of the animals. Really quickly, Fat Pack, did you like my Chicago-style hot dog? Yeah. That picture I sent. Yeah. That's right. I'll have to say, should I oh, tweet this out. We gotta, you know, we'll we'll send. Uh, we gotta send a, a copy of that over to uh, Ari. Yeah, I I saw it. Well, first of all, you told me you were gonna make it. I was like, well, that's. And I started testing you on it. I was like, do you have? Because you're like, I have everything. I'm like, do you have the poppy seed roll? And you looked at me. You're like, no, but I have poppy seeds and I have rolls. Right. That didn't work though. What'd you try to put on it? Like butter. Yeah. Roll like, so like butter. I tried to like dampen one and it didn't really work out very well so it was plain it was a plain bun ended up being a plain bun what about the hot dog you made it yourself yeah made it myself <laughs> no you did not you killed did not. the animal you did not make case the hot dog the, yourself. Case of, no i bought him what'd you buy um isn't there a particular dog you're supposed to buy yes yeah, so you're supposed to do i think the vienna right yep um that's a brand is it a brand so we did not get the brand i got some dare i say i think they were hebrew nationals What's that spicy stuff? Did you put that on it? Yeah. Oh, well, so there's the, the sport peppers. Yeah. Hell yeah. The, now, Jardin- the-, the Jardinera doesn't go on that. It goes on the Italian beef, I think. 
Yeah, so it, what the ingredients were, it was a sliced pickle, tomatoes, um, the sport peppers, sweet relish, celery salt, a little dash of celery salt. I think that was – oh, and mustard. Mustard. Put it all on there. What was the inspiration? My wife wanted hot dogs. Oh, the, and so boy, I, the, I tell you, you, you guys, and I, I've never had kids, and I'm not going to. But what a, I mean, you got to be careful. But what a, what a good like six or seven months of eating, because you're trying to make, oh, keep your wife happy, and a, then she has these crazy cravings. You're like, all right, I'll make Chicago dogs. It's a nightmare. I twist my arm and I'll do it. She, you know, you enjoyed it. Of course I did, but it's not great for my health. And like, no. here's the other thing. <laughs> so the, get this. So I make her the Chicago dogs. She likes it. She eats two of them. The next day. We haven't had Naked City pizza for a while. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're in for it. There's, I know. There's, a, there's not going to be too many days where she's like, I need a good salad. Right. Well, this morning. Where's the yogurt? Was, yeah, right. Get more veggies in the house. Not going to happen. No. Not when she's pregnant. More Whoppers. Uh, yesterday was a loaded National Food Day. It was National Lasagna Day, National Chili Dog Day, National Chicken Wing Day. I asked the guys on the show, you have to take one. That's all you can do. You can, you can only get one. Is it lasagna, chili dog, or chicken wings? I can only pick one? You can only pick one. Lasagna. We, chose, we each chose a different one. On the chili, lasagna, chili dogs, or chicken wings? Well, I just had yeah, – I'm not going to do the chili dog because I just had Chicago dogs the other day. So that's just in the back of my I did. Mind. I did chili dog. But a lot of that it's, a lot of that goes back to the whole those, skyline, the skyline anger that you guys brought up. Those are really good. I think I'm going to go lasagna. Yeah. Lasagna is a popular choice. Yeah. And I love lasagna, so it was hard for me to take. Dogs. Our eating habits. Fascinating radio. Yes. Uh, more fascinating radio on the way. We got uh, many of the men's Olympic teams in action, including Team USA, while a lot of you are, for some reason, rooting against uh, the Americans. Uh, we're not, and we're also interested in, on the betting front, and we'll give you the number on the game against the uh, Czech Republic. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. It's Cofield & Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. All right, let's talk some betting, some sports betting. We'll, uh, we will get to some of the future odds in Major League Baseball in the Big Five because we got to go over a crazy trade deadline days. Uh, we'll look at the NL East, NL West in the 5 o'clock hour with the numbers. But Olympic basketball, Olympic men's basketball, uh, you have a, a big ticket, or maybe not the money, but a big price on the Aussies, and they suffered an injury. Yeah, Aaron Bain, did you see the story? I mean, I don't want to laugh because it's an injury. Uh, he actually got injured in their last, con- or last contest, um, but then was going to be okay to a certain extent, slipped in the bathroom and exacerbated it. So now he is looks like done for the Olympics. Oh, no. Pretty big blow, yeah. right? Uh, one of their, of course, big guys, Jock Landale, is still on the team. So people remember Jock Landale from St. Mary's. So uh, it, it sucks, especially after, you know, their second game, which was a little bit more touch and go than I would like against the Italians. But I do believe that still they are in contention to win gold. Australia, eight and a half against Germany. That goes down at one twenty a.m. tonight. Can't wait uh, to watch. Italy, Nigeria is, I think I have these times right, 940 tonight. That's six and a half. Uh, France is back six on the court. and a half in favor of who? I'm sorry, Italy, okay. a favorite over Nigeria, and France is a 26.5-point favorite against Iran. Should I take France? Yeah, I think they're really good defensively. I mean, like, look, Iran doesn't have much going for them, and I think the French are better than the Americans in terms of what they can do defensively in this tournament. So I think this one will be a no, game in which the Iranians will have trouble scoring. No letdown for France? I don't think so. All right. USA, USA. 
5 a.m. Czech Republic. Minus 24. What do we do here? They're 1-1 one one ATS. I think the, is the women's team 0-2 ATS? Didn't they have another one last night where they were favored by 19? They won by 16? I have to look. Against Japan. Um, minus now, 24. I'll say this. Uh, the Czech Republic, I think, has some streakiness to them. You saw it at the beginning of the French game, actually. The French had a little trouble with them in the first half, and the Czech Republic actually hit eight of their first 10 three-point shots and were ahead in that first half against the French. But only by about two or three points and the French were hanging on for dear life in that first quarter, second quarter. And then they put the brakes on, you know, put the beating on and took care of business. I would say if you were in a jurisdiction, which is nobody I'm talking to in Las Vegas, and that offers live betting on some of these games, wait for a slow start and then get it on the Americans. But I have shockingly enough, no doubt that they will win this game. Shop around on these numbers because they're going to be different everywhere. Now that the Lakers have Westbrook, they've been bumped up to, Three to one, three fifty, three seventy-five for the NBA title. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets are in the same area, which means there are some longer shots from like sixteen to one on down to thirty-five to one. I know you usually have a big ticket. You probably do it when what? There's some struggles in the season. You get a better number. Are you seeing anyone that you like outside of the Lakers and Nets and trying to take advantage of the hype around? Westbrook and that jump. Clippers are 16. Sixers 16. Uh, Phoenix is 14. By the way, these are not the best numbers you can get. I'm, right. I'm reading yeah. one book. Utah 16. Denver 16. Anything? No, I mean, so, like, for example, so Denver is actually in the range of 20 to 1 at a couple of other shops, maybe 25. Actually, I see at uh, Superbook USA, Clippers, Philly, Utah, Phoenix, Denver this morning on the send out by Jeff Sherman. Those teams are all 20 to 1. Yeah. I mean, like, Denver, for example, that the problem is with all these teams that I really believed in at one point, Kawhi Leonard probably won't play. Jamal Murray's going to be out for an extended period of time, won't be out until late in the year, so you could probably get a better price on Denver, who I really believed in when they were fully healthy. He's got to work his way back. So at this point right now, until the free agent classes come in and I think something really big happens, I haven't seen much value in the board. Five o'clock hours on the way. We're going to talk to Adam Hill, get the Raiders report. Day four of practices. Gus Bradley day. So we'll have some uh, Gus Bradley sound and a lot of talk about the defensive backs. This uh, new core of defensive backs that the Raiders are trying to put together. And of course, the award winning. We haven't won one award yet, but maybe in the future. Big five at five. A lot more on uh, those evil list of empires, the Dodgers. Listen to Las Vegas Aces home games all season long right here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM, KWWN Las Vegas.